The Reluctant Mentor, Chapter 4 Weird-looking place, John commented as they entered. The boy evidently had no idea what sort of establishment they'd just walked into. Of course, Athergast hardly knew himself. He'd certainly never visited one, no siree. Squashy silk and velvet furniture of every color filled the low-lit interior, and a thick plume of suffocating incense clogged the air. John sat at a small table in the corner and plopped Peeper beside him. Athergast fixed his robes and joined him as a young gentleman in very little clothing and a painted-on shimmering golden face emerged through another beaded doorway. He surveyed the strange grouping with a momentary flicker of surprise before the coy demeanor of his profession took hold. What can I get you, gentlemen? I'd love an Earl Grey, John said brightly, and a cigar for the little master. You're buying, right? Athergast gave a suffering nod as the golden man raised a curved eyebrow at him. Yes, the wizard agreed. I'll have the same. Lovely tea house you have here. He dropped his pouch of coins onto the table to punctuate the point. Wizards didn't use money on a day-to-day -day basis, preferring to keep inside the academy walls where all things were included, but Athergast knew enough to suspect the saying, let the money do the talking, was a rather apt one. Ah. The man took to the cue expertly. Thank you. I'll be right back then with your tea. Much appreciated. John gave the man a curious look as he left. You know, I think... Athergast leaned over the table, interrupting where he knew the boy's thoughts were headed. Jonathan, my boy. It's just John. Jonathan was my father's uncle's cousin's kid. Twice removed, I believe. The wizard gave the boy a critical look as John mustered a winning smile. You're not one of those comedian types, are you? I don't think so. Good. Now then, just John. I have a mission for you. A big one. An important one. A destiny, you see? You've been... His speech unstitched at the seams as the golden man returned, sliding two steaming teacups in front of them. Athergast hurriedly paid, and the man bowed, shooting Athergast a wink that made his cheeks burn. He cleared his throat as John sipped his tea. As I was saying, you've been... He forgot the sugar. Would you listen? How can I listen if I haven't got any sugar for my tea? Athergast slammed a hand on the table, the motion sending a bolt of pain through his wrist due to a condition caused by too much wand-waving, and glared at the boy. He was worse than the prince. Would you shut up and listen a minute? John blinked, then took another sip of tea. Athergast took that as his cue to continue. You've been chosen, he ground out, to save the world. John pursed his lips. Seems pretty random. Athergast forced a scoff. Random? Boy, it's your destiny. Stop calling me boy. I'm old enough to vote. Whatever that means in an autocracy. Athergast scratched his beard and thought. Perhaps this was a mistake, but he couldn't go back to the board empty-handed. He needed a hero. And if the prince wouldn't do it... I'll guide you through it. Teach you the ways of a warrior, or a mage, depending on your proclivities. You don't know anything about me. That was a fair point. The boy just needed to be capable. Athergast could handle the rest. Destiny isn't determined by a personality test. That being said... He took out his ballpoint pen and a scrap of parchment. How would you describe yourself? John tapped the end of his nose. Hmm, devilishly handsome? 
Sense of humor, Athergast wrote. Likeable. Inflated sense of self. Can take a hit. Good punching bag. And you filched that snuff roll like it wasn't your first time. John interrupted as Athergast penned the word pickpocket, question mark. What do I get out of this? This generation, no work ethic these days, and always asking about me, me, me. You'll save the land. Surely that's enough. John shrugged. Athergast sighed. They'll write songs about your bravery. Villagers will praise you. Young people will fawn over you. You'll never have to pay for a cup of anything ever again. John was losing interest. And you keep a portion of the bounty, Athergast snapped. At this, he perked up. There's a bounty? A respectable wage to be divvied according to services rendered. John considered this for a while as he sipped his bitter tea. Athergast didn't touch his. He was almost certain there was glitter in it. What is this job anyway? Why don't we see what you're capable of first? John's eyes lit up. A training montage? Sure. Athergast looked around. Now let's get out of here before we catch something even magic can't disinfect. It turned out the boy, who insisted on being called John, had the perfect spot for their, as he called it, training montage. It was more like a training disaster. The busboy and wizard walked out of the city, into an area of the forest just off the road, near a set of old ruins that hardly passed for more than a few scattered stones. Athergast sat on one and watched as John floundered with a wooden stick acting as a weapon. Athergast's illusory opponent lunged, and his insubstantial sword pierced John through the belly before vanishing. Not a swordsman, Athergast decided in a bored voice. They'd been at it for hours, and John had yet to prove any notable skills except for that nasty habit of taking things that didn't belong to him, and doing quite a good job of it. Considering what they'd be up against, Athergast doubted that would be enough. And anyway, rogues were hardly hero material. One more go, John insisted. Have it your way. Athergast waved his staff, and the opponent reappeared, brandishing a pair of gloved fists. Peeper perched beside him and watched with passing interest while nibbling on the end of a stubby cigar. Then Athergast's staff buzzed. Bzz, 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 bzz. Athergast stood. I'll be back in a minute. Keep doing what you're doing. He wandered out of earshot before tapping the top of his staff. Hello? Athergast the advisor. The board would like to hear of your progress with the prince. It was one of the white-haired board members, but it was the god's guess which one. In his head, Athergast had started referring to them all as Dave. Ah, that. How's our hero doing? Does he show promise? Oh yes, very promising young man. He'll be saving the world in no time. Warrior or wizard? Might be both, Athergast lied, glancing over his shoulder in time to see John hack at empty air with his branch, lose his balance, and fall on his backside. He is very talented, Athergast added dryly. That's good to hear. He rubbed at the headache forming between his eyes. Very promising stuff. Something in his tone must have set off alarm bells. Dave lowered his voice. He will be ready, yes? As I said... Because this task is really v very important, crucial to our continued existence, life or death, really dramatic stuff, Athergast muttered. He'll be ready. I'll make sure of it. When the light on his staff dimmed, Athergast peered through the trees at the boy with the made-up destiny. A new idea. This one, perhaps on firmer footing than the last one, dug a mental elbow into Athergast's thoughts. 
John, he declared, sweeping his robes behind him in what he hoped looked magically intimidating. There's been a change of plans. The, uh, runes of destiny. They've updated. John rolled to his feet, not bothering to pull the errant twigs from his mussed curls. Updated? Athergast bit the inside of his cheek as he considered his shrinking options. This party of two is about to become a party of... More than two. You said I was the chosen one, John accused, though his expression proved that he hadn't believed it for a second. Now you're saying we need a whole party to defeat this. Actually, John stopped in his tracks, giving Athergast time to catch up to the boy's long stride. They stood in the middle of an empty road, halfway between the capital and the next town. Athergast figured a small town was a better place to find some skilled hands that wouldn't go around making a big fuss about it and blowing his cover. You still haven't even said what we're fighting. Athergast wilted, but only a little. It wasn't something he could keep quiet for much longer, he supposed. The runes of destiny tend to be a bit vague on this stuff. Runes of destiny, John mused. It's a load of codswallop, isn't it? Of course it isn't, Athergast snapped, then considered it. You're just realizing it. John smiled. Look, kid, how many times... John, I've been at this job for years. Want to know what I've learned? How to stick your head in the sand and serve up problems to someone else? John ventured. I've learned, the wizard corrected, that the world always needs saving. And what happens if one of your heroes fails? They don't. You mean they haven't yet. Because they're chosen. Chosen by whom? The gods? Might be, Athergast said. I'm not a theologian. But you've been sending kids with swords off to fight dragons or whatever for decades. You're saying you've never asked why anyone needs to be chosen at all? Can't the gods or whoever just stop the big bad monster themselves? Or why don't you do it? You're a powerful, uh, capable enough wizard. Athergast felt he'd been standing too long and found a fallen log off the road. He shuffled over to it and sat with a groan, rubbing behind his knees. Peeper crawled from his pocket and began exploring the grass with his long snout. John lowered himself next to the wizard and gave him a puzzled look. You really haven't wondered? It's not my place to wonder, Aftergast muttered, but he wasn't sure who he was annoyed at. Himself, if he had to guess. And at the board. And the headmistress. And himself. And the academy. But yes, mostly himself. I'm too old for this. Why not let someone else do it? There was no one else. John raised his eyebrows. Athergast heaved a sigh, then threw up his hands. I needed a scene of changery. You mean a change of scenery? Athergast stared. Golly, no. What gave you that notion? This time, John sighed. So you could have said no. Technically. Then why do it? Athergast didn't answer. Was I really chosen? No, he admitted. The prince was supposed to do it. Yes, that prince. But he wouldn't hear of it, and I couldn't go all the way back to Valarius and tell them I'd failed. John stared at his feet and knocked them together in the dust. This band of fighters you had in mind, did you think about how you'd convince them? Was sort of hoping it would come to me in the moment. John slapped his thighs and stood. Come on, old man. There's one other talent I haven't told you about yet. Oh? The boy flashed him a winning smile. I'm fantastic at talking to people. You are, he asked suspiciously. 
Some would say persuasive enough to convince a cat out of its tail, he grinned. The more I learn about you, the more I start to question my life choices. <laughs>